Hey there! Welcome to Start and Keep Going. I'm Molly Cash, Certified Life Coach. I'm here to cheer you on in doing whatever it is you feel called to do. And also to offer you new ways to think about things. This episode is about envy. And I'll get to that in a minute. But first, I gotta tell you about my weekend. So my kids just got out of school on Friday. And we headed straight up to Island Park, Idaho, for a family reunion. If you're not familiar with Island Park, it is a magical place. It's really special to my family because my mom grew up there, and so did her parents. And it was a lot different then. My mom grew up getting water from the well and heating it up on the wood-burning stove so she could take a bath, that kind of thing. So it's pretty different now. Um, Some parts of it are not that different. They're still pretty wild, but it's just surrounded with armies of pine trees and tons of wildlife and streams and rivers. It's just, it's beautiful and peaceful and wonderful. So we went up there for a family reunion and we spent some time at my uncle's place that he's built there in the forest. It's so cool. The house itself is really big and can accommodate a crowd. It has all the conveniences of modern life. Well, almost. You couldn't get cell service or internet there, which honestly just kind of added to the magic. But everything else, you know, great kitchen, electricity, indoor plumbing, all of those things. Um, When I was a kid and we'd visit Island Park, we would stay in tents. So it's a little bit different now that people have kind of grown up and built their own places. But you step outside of that house and you're just in this secluded corner of the forest and the smell of the trees is amazing. They've got bike trails and a big fire pit and they've even built a little train track for little kids to ride on a miniature train around the around the property. So cool. We had so much fun and besides my relatives are just really great people, really nice, generous, fun people. We also got to spend a little time at my cousin's cabin on Bill's Island. That's part of Island Park. If you're familiar with it, you, you know Bill's Island is cool. And their place is right on the lake. We're talking, I don't know, 30 feet, 50 feet to the water from their door. And it was so beautiful there. We hung out there on Memorial Day and there was nobody on the water. And there were wave runners and canoes and paddle boards and all kinds of fun to be had in the water. It was serene and gorgeous and just so nice. We had a wonderful time. But when we got home, my kids were feeling a little envious, I think. They were starting to say things like, man, I wish we lived in Idaho and we could just go to the lake every day and explore the forest whenever we want. And I could really relate because I grew up visiting Island Park and experiencing the magic and not wanting to go home. I also grew up visiting these same relatives just at their their houses sometimes. Most of them lived around Idaho Falls. And when we were there, it was a party. We stayed up late watching movies every night, ate all kinds of treats. We went swimming and rode dirt bikes and did all kinds of fun things. And it was so hard to come home always because I thought my life would just be so much better if I lived up there. 
after growing up a little bit, I was shocked to learn <laughs> that all my cousins were not partying like that all the time when we weren't there. In fact, a lot of them didn't even see each other unless we were there. We were kind of the reason they all got together. And so it was so interesting to find that this kind of idyllic idea I had of life in Idaho and how great it was, <laughs> that it was just super fun, a party all the time, wasn't really true. So when my kids were talking about, oh, too bad we don't live in Idaho, it'd be so great. I tried to kind of explain to them, you know, even if you have a cabin on a lake, you still have to like go to school and work, take care of responsibilities. That's not just going on all the time when you're not there. <laughs> I tried to explain that to them because I never really understood that as a kid. But it made me think about envy. You're probably familiar with envy. I bet you've experienced it before. It's not really something we enjoy, but it's something that we bring upon ourselves a lot. Uh, it's also something we are taught is bad. And so when we feel envy, because yes, envy is an emotion, when we feel it, we try to get rid of it as soon as possible. Most of the time. Sometimes we just kind of revel in it and make ourselves really miserable. But a lot of the time when you're feeling envious, you don't want to be. And so you try to get rid of it. You resist it. You don't want any part of that stuff. That's not good. And I agree that it can be very harmful. But I think there are some better ways to deal with envy than just try to push it away the second we see it. So first, let's define envy. I was reading a little bit about the difference between envy and jealousy, because I didn't really know they were different. But um, apparently, jealousy is when you think someone has taken something from you or will take something from you, whereas envy is simply someone has something that you don't have and you want it. So envy really is just a feeling. And like every feeling, it's caused by Thoughts. Thoughts like, I want that. Why do they get to have that and I don't? I deserve that just as much as he does. Or like my kids, my life would be better if I lived in Idaho like my cousins. <laughs> but also like any feeling, envy is just a feeling and it doesn't harm you to feel it to let yourself experience it. So let's talk about how we can use envy for good. Wait, what? How is that possible? Envy is definitely a bad thing. Yes, I know. Envy doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. And we're taught that it's not good. One of my favorite spiritual leaders, Jeffrey R. Holland said, envy is a mistake that just keeps on giving. Obviously, we suffer a little when some misfortune befalls us, but envy requires us to suffer all good fortune that befalls everyone we know. I love that because a lot of the time we use envy to just suffer needlessly. But I do think we can use it for good. The first thing you need to do if you're going to use envy for good is to be honest 
about what it is that you actually want. Sometimes we see somebody who has something we want and it's almost like we want to trade places with that person. We think if we were them, we'd have that stuff and then we'd be happier, we'd be better off. And the truth is, no matter who you are, there's some awesome stuff about your life and there is some crappy stuff about your life. It's true. If you could trade places with anyone on this planet, you would still have problems. I guarantee it. So you've got to be honest with yourself that somebody else's life, somebody else's situation is not truly better than yours. It's just some good, some bad in a different way that your life is some good and some bad. This happens all the time thanks to social media where we see the highlights of somebody's life and you stitch a whole bunch of those together and you think they've got it made. And you don't often see the crummy parts, the parts they wish weren't there. Who posts that? Some people really do and you get a more realistic view of their life, but it still is never the whole thing. It's never the whole package. You don't ever know the whole story. So you've got to be honest with yourself that someone else does not have it better than you just because they have one aspect of their life that you want for yours. The other part of this is to get really clear on what exactly you want. And we humans think we want stuff or we think we want experiences, but what we really want is to feel a certain way. For years, I was looking for a new house. I wanted, well, I there were a few things I wasn't satisfied with about my house, but what I really wanted most was a bigger kitchen. My kitchen was tiny at the time and it was kind of isolated. So if anybody came over and I was in the kitchen, I was just alone. And I had little kids at the time and so they would be eating in the dining room and I was doing something in the kitchen. I couldn't even see them. We couldn't talk. It just, it was very isolated. And I thought, I want a big kitchen that's open that, you know, people can be in and we can talk and they can eat and prepare food in the same room as each other and it will be great. But what I really wanted was to feel connection. I wanted people in my kitchen so that I could feel connected to people over food, which is not entirely dependent on the kitchen because it's also not entirely created by the kitchen. I could have room for 25 in my kitchen and still not have any people there if I didn't invite anybody over. So what I really was after was the emotion of connection with other people and to experience that in my home. And it was totally possible for me cr to create that without buying a new home. As a side note, I did eventually buy a new home. The kitchen is not much bigger, but it is open into the dining room. And so we can talk and I love it. Anyway, anything that you want is backed by an emotion that you're hoping to feel or sometimes an emotion you're hoping to avoid. So when you see that speedboat or that cute wardrobe or muscular body or whatever it is that you are envious of, 
ask yourself, how do I think I will feel if I have that thing? That emotion is what you're after. Maybe you think you would feel accomplished if you had the job that your coworker had. Or maybe you think you would feel more valuable if your body looked the way your sister's does. Maybe you would feel more peace if your kids were more like your friend's kids. Try to identify what it is you think you would feel and be honest with yourself that that's what you really want. Which is great because to feel any emotion, you don't have to switch lives with somebody. You don't have to get a new job or a new house or anything. It's totally within your power to create those emotions even without changing anything in your life by just changing what's going on in your brain. So the first way to use envy for good is use that envious feeling to inform you of what it is you want, AKA how it is you want to feel. And then you know what it is that you're pursuing. The second shift of focus that will help you use envy for good has to do with the question why. Often when we're envious, we ask why. Why does she get to do that? Why don't I have that? Anytime we're asking ourselves why, our very intelligent brains kind of already have an answer. They've already come up with something. And in this case, the answer to these why questions are often something about you. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I messed up. I just don't have it in me. Something negative about who you are. And I'm telling you, it's a lie. Don't believe that. I challenge you to try to answer that question of why in a logical way. Your friend going on a fancy trip to Europe when you are not going on a fancy trip to Europe has everything to do with your friend's decisions and priorities and budgeting and planning and has nothing to do with you, has nothing to do with how valuable you are, if you are a fun person or have good ideas or anything like that. It's about their actions, their behavior, not your being. So if you notice somebody's trip to Europe and you decide that's something you wanna do too, take a look at what they have done differently to get them to that point and decided that's something you are willing to do too. But don't make it mean something about who you are. So when you're asking the question, why? Why do they have it? Why don't I get to do this? Focus on behavior and not being. If you decide to pursue that thing you want, now you have direction. And if you don't, totally fine. The third way I thought of to use envy for good is more a caution of something to avoid. Sometimes when we feel envious, we just want to feel better. And so we will tear down the person who has what we want. We'll find something else that is rotten about them. Or we discount the thing that we wanted. In the words of Mr. Collins from Pride and Prejudice, after he has proposed and gotten a no, he says, resignation is never so perfect as when the blessing denied begins to lose somewhat of its value in our estimation. So that was kind of a rude thing to say. (laughs) 
that he doesn't, that he's starting to not think so highly of the girl anymore. But we do sometimes use that to make ourselves feel better. Say, oh, it's really not that great. Now, please don't confuse this with what I was talking about earlier, telling the truth that everybody's life is kind of good, kind of bad. Recognizing that is different than looking for what's bad in order to tear somebody else down so you can feel better. Even if that works temporarily, it won't last. Tearing someone else down does not build you up. Destruction is destruction. So instead of that, I would recommend finding ways to celebrate. If you're envious of someone you know, celebrate them, be happy for them. Show up for their success, just like you would show up for their hardships. Also make sure you're not belittling or tearing down your own self. Try to look for what you have going for you and practice gratitude for all that's going well in your life. And you can do that while still working towards something else that you want. So to wrap up, it's okay to feel envy. We all do sometimes. You might not want to let it stick around for a long time, but allow yourself to feel it and then use it for good by letting it inform you. Take it as information about what you want. Sometimes you feel envy and then you take a look into it and realize, no, I don't actually want that. Envy dismissed. But sometimes you really do want it. And in that case, you got to just make sure you are clear on what you want, not who you think you'd rather be. Realize that what you want is based in an emotion that you are totally capable of creating in many different ways. Remember not to make it mean anything about you as a person and your value and who you are. Instead, use it to identify steps you might want to take. And finally, make sure you're not tearing anybody down, yourself or anyone else. Find a way to celebrate what someone else has and find ways to celebrate what you have too. When you come across envy, you can use it for good and not suffer needlessly over somebody's good fortune. Have a great week.